Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Elijah and Elisha. I'm just trying to teach you a principle about these familiar spirits. With Elijah, with Elisha, Elisha in 1 Kings 19, go, or Elijah goes to Elisha. Elisha is doing his father's trade, which was, uh, he was plowing a yoke of ox. He was on, the scripture says, the 12th yoke of ox, and a yoke means the things that connected the two. So he had 24 ox. I've taught you on it before. And he comes, and Elijah, Elijah runs by, and he throws, he throws this garment on him. He throws his mantle. I'm not going to put it on, but I just want to see it. He throws his mantle. As a prophet, the prophet will wear the mantle. So he threw, he threw the, don't show him where we get it from. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just joking. He throws his mantle now, and he throws it on Elisha. Thank you. He throws it on Elisha, and he says, come follow me. Mm, those words sound familiar. The same words Jesus gave to his 12. Mm-hmm. He says, come on, and I want you to follow me. And then here's what Elisha says. He says, master, let me go back to kiss my mother and father goodbye. Do you know how Elijah responded to him? Again? Which means evidently this wasn't God's first time trying to do something great in Elisha's life. Because the man of God said, again, why are we repeating this again? Sounds like there were some generational curses at work. I wish I had a church that understood here. He says, again, for what did I do to you? Watch this. Elijah forbids him to go and kiss his mother and father goodbye. Watch this. Because Elijah knew that they knew their son was getting ready to break all of the curses. And even though they should have been happy for him, they would have hated on him. So Elijah says, no, you can't go talk to them because they're going to talk you out of the blessing. His own natural mother and father. Jesus often said, I'm setting the stage up for where we're going. Jesus often said when he got his 12, his 12 were 12 young men. They were young men. Peter was probably the oldest according to historical data. They were all young men, 15, 16, 17, 18 in that age. Because remember, in the Hebrew culture, you were considered a man at a far younger age. They didn't wait until you were 18 to say it's time to go up. You, you, you was about grown at about 13, 12, right around there. At your bar mitzvah, the age of the law, the age of the blessing. <clears throat> mitzvah, that's what it means. Now, watch this. What they would do is Jesus, he went around. Now, every young Hebrew boy, y'all still with me? Because I'm going to shout you in a minute. Watch this. Look at your neighbor and say, this is good for us. Every young Hebrew boy, when he grew up, they didn't want to be a basketball player. They probably didn't have basketball in them. 
If they did, they probably had like rock ball. <laughs> catch the stone. Man, I ain't going to catch stones. You'd be throwing too hard. you play too much. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. They didn't want to be rappers. They didn't want to be entertainers. None of that stuff entertain. None of that stuff is what they wanted to be. They wanted to be a rabbi. In the Hebrew culture, they wanted to be a man of God. And they understood it takes a greater man to make a greater man. So every rabbi had apprentices. They, they had protégés. And so they would train under these rabbis for years and years and years and years. And then once they got to that age at the bar mitzvah, the rabbi would either tell them if he perceived they were good enough, he would say, come follow me, take my yoke on you. Yoke mean, he said, connect yourself to me and me to you because everything you have known is getting ready to change. He said, I'm getting ready to put on you my yoke, my, my approach to the scriptures, my teaching. You are getting ready now to be in a brand new spiritual lineage. Because natural could only take you so far. So watch this. Stay with me. So they either heard, come follow me, or they heard, you're not good enough. Go back to your father's trade. Y'all still here? So what happens in the Bible is when Jesus finds these 12 young men, they're all doing their father's trades. They're fishermen. That was a family business. That's all they knew, which means it was a familiar spirit, which means that's how a generational curse was introduced. I wish I had a church here. So when Jesus finds them, they're tax collectors. They're, 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 they're doing things now that are family businesses, which means the rabbis told them you're not good enough. Go back to your curse. But when Jesus saw them and he walked by them, Jesus said, I see something in you that you don't even see in yourself. And that's what he's saying to every one of you today. Jesus says, I see something in you that everybody else maybe didn't see. And I see something in you that everybody else maybe didn't pay attention to. And you know what Jesus tells them? Jesus tells them the words they wanted to hear their whole life. Come, follow me. And do you know what he tells them? Take my, take my yoke on you. Be connected to me and I connected to you because everything you know is getting ready to. Be seated. I'm on a second CD, so I got a little extra time. Am I helping anybody? See, I'm going I'm to help some of y'all understand why you could never really get close to certain people in your family. And you wanted it, and you wanted it, and you wished for it, and you hoped for it, and you said, but we're brothers, we're supposed, and we're sisters, and we're, supposed, and we're cousins, and, we're and what you didn't understand is God says, I blocked it. I blocked it because had I allowed that, they would have perpetuated the curse. 
And some of you saying, I wonder why I couldn't get close to this one. I wonder why I couldn't get too close to this one. And I wonder why my daddy didn't want me. And I wonder why that. God said, what you didn't know is I was saving you from that fool. Don't cry about it. Shout about it. Because had I allowed him around you, he would have jacked you up. I was protecting you because everything's getting ready to. So Jesus, people would come and say, Lord, I want to follow you. One young man said, I want to follow you, but let me go bury my dead relative. You know what Jesus says to him? He doesn't say, oh, I understand. You know what Jesus says? He said, let the dead bury their own. He said, as for you, you do the kingdom. He said, you come follow me. He says, they've been where they're going. I'm taking you to some place nobody in your bloodline's ever seen. And I'm going to do something through you nobody in your bloodline ever imagined could be done. Another one begins to follow him. And he said, Lord, we've left all to follow you. Mark 10, you know what Jesus says? He says, nobody has left, so check out what they left. He said, nobody left mothers, fathers, houses, so on and so on, for my sake and the sake of the kingdom that will not receive it back 100-fold and everlasting life, which means I don't have to be saved or prosperous. I can have... Stop thinking serving Jesus means that you have to give up fun. I have so much fun serving the Lord. I, do I have any witnesses in here? I, I ain't had fun until I started serving him the way I serve him. If you start serving him, you'd understand that it's fun. It's exciting. Ain't no high like a high when I'm with Jesus. Ain't no, ain't no party like a holy party. Because you can't stop one of them Holy Ghost ones. Jesus, this principle, you still here? Whenever God was getting ready to do something significant in the life of an individual, I, I told you all that to make this point. He would begin to separate them from their bloodline. Abraham, Genesis 12. Abraham, God says, go, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to do something I've never done before. Y'all okay? I'm way over time. Please forgive me. The front row is saying teeth, but the back row is like, you could go ahead and end if you wanted to. That's cool. I come to set you free, so it is what it is. No, I take that back. I cancel those words. It's what I call it. The process of freedom starts in your life today. Watch this. Watch this. You hear? In Genesis 12, God says to Abraham, I'm going to do something great in you. He says, Abraham, your daddy, Terah, his name literally means wild goat animal, loiterer. You know what a loiterer is? Somebody who talks about what they should be walking out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do But they loiter. They sit outside 7-Eleven all day not doing nothing. With a cigarette in one hand and a bag or whatever over here. Y'all ain't said nothing. Don't act like you don't know what a loiterer is. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about?
there are the people that when you drive out up sometimes and you drive outside of a place and you look and there's a bunch of folk outside, Lord, and you're like, well, who is that? I don't know. I don't know. God says, Abram, I'm getting ready to do something brand new in your life. He says, now I want you to come on this journey with me. And he said, you're going to have to leave the dysfunction of your natural bloodline to do it. Now, Abram's daddy, Terah, T-E-R-A-H, was dead already. But look at what God's instruction is. Get away from your country. Be a good class because I taught you what it is. Get away from your familiar spirits. And from, and look, then look, because then God was like, let me just make it plain, Abram, because I don't, you might be dense. From your family, them. And from your father's household, natural here, to a land I will show you. Now, then he makes him a promise. Look at me. He makes him a promise. He goes through all of this. But Abram decides, well, I'm going to take my nephew Lot with me. He said, because, well, that's my blood. And after all, in Revelation 49, verse 112, it says, blood is thicker than water. <laughs> now, for some of y'all looking at me like, what is he talking about? Ain't no such thing <laughs> as Revelation 49, verse 112. Take this out. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Watch this. What's this? And you know what God does in Genesis 13? God stops talking to Abram until Lot is gone. Bishop, what, you, what are you trying to say? God stopped talking to Abram until Lot was gone. In fact, they got in a fight. In Genesis 13. And they got in a fight, watch this, about their stuff. Ooh, let me make it real plain for you. Well, mama left me the house. They got in a fight over stuff. And so then they said, well, let us separate. Let, let us separate. There it is. Look, verse 13, 8. That's real good, AVL. Let's get in my hand. They own it, ain't it? So Abram said, watch this. So watch this. So the father of many nations said to a hidden motive. Because the word lot in Hebrew means hidden motive. Look at me, y'all. They may have your blood. They may have your nose. Y'all may have the same eyes. You may have the same little dimples right here. You might have the same mole, but they might have a hidden motive. And it may not be malicious. It may not be like they're intentionally trying to be against you. But sometimes people can mean well, but not know better. So God doesn't speak to Abram until the hidden motive is gone. And then he's like, okay, now I can get to work. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Bishop, what's the point of this? Are you trying to tell me? No, 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 listen to me. What, what I'm trying to tell you is, I have seen, I just celebrated, how many years in ministry? 16. 16 technical ones. 
It's a mo. But. Seven years as your pastor, ain't that all right? Can I tell you what I have noticed when I have seen people make horrible decisions? And when I have seen people fall away from God in the most horrible of ways, I mean, I have seen people just go to a place, I used to call it crazy land. You, you want to know what it was every single time? It wasn't sex, wasn't drugs, wasn't alcohol. What wasn't 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 uh 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 wasn't none of that wasn't the real housewives and them wasn't 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 the fact that they spared on the highway because everybody's working out their own salvation ain't we we all working it out it wasn't none of that you know what it was their family got in their ear and jacked them up every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Every, do do you understand what every single means? Er. Er is Hebrew for. (laughs) Each and every last one of them. Because their family said stuff like, are you sure you're good enough for that? Are you sure you really cut out for that ministry stuff? You sure you really cut out for that job? I don't think that, that ain't what we do. You're right. Because you're cursed with a curse. Even a whole nation of you. Shall you not know it? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be put, I wouldn't have that much loyalty. I wouldn't do all that. Every single time I have seen people have great disastrous stuff happen, I tracked the source. And every single time, it was one of them spirits saying, don't cast us out of this country. We're not done yet. We haven't taken enough yet. We are here for one reason. John 10, 10, 10. Jesus says, I am coming that you might have life, but the thief comes to still kill and destroy. You know what the thief is? The thief ain't the devil. The thief is your generational curses. If you read it in context, you'll find out exactly what he's talking about. Then Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, the good pastor. Ooh. So now since we learned that the curses will be your pastor, now we understand what the thief is. There it is. Y'all are on it today. Amen. Skittles for everybody in AVL. Or Snicker bars. What do you what do we got? Starburst. <laughs> Whatever you got. I know what some of you are wondering, Bishop, how do I know what the curses are? Be here next week. But I got some homework for you. I got some homework for you. You ready? Because watch this. How many of you just don't want this to be another feel-good church thing? But how many of you really want to see some real results? That's the only reason I do this is for results. I'm not doing this just to... 
There's lots of ways I could sweat my suits out. I don't have to. <laughs> Here's your homework. You ready? I want you to evaluate your bloodline and write down the issues that seem to affect the majority of your bloodline. And I want you to write it so you can see it. Now, please write it, y'all. Please don't say, well, I just wrote it in my head. <laughs> when you go to work, do you have to write stuff down, generally speaking? Okay. Uh, if you're in school, if you're a student now, do you have to write stuff down? Okay. So then why would you think your life's going to change and you ain't got to write nothing down? You got it? Anybody command in your life so you realize you're a student? I want you to write it down. Because what we're going to do next week is we're going to start peeling the onion back. And I won't be as long as I was today. <laughs> okay, watch this. But, but the goal is not just for you to walk around talking about God is good. God is great. And let us thank him for our food. And Mary had a little lamb. And now I lay me down to sleep. You are 52. Why are you still praying? Now lay me down to sleep. Your prayer ain't improved in all that time. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. That's good, but we just got to work on some stuff. I can see y'all better from back here. <laughs> now watch this. You're going to write it down. Some of you say, Bishop, well, how do I know if it's a curse or not? I want you to write down the stuff that you just think is a little dysfunctional, that looks a little like, eh, I'm not sure. There's no harm in writing it down. You're not going to get, like, in trouble with God if you write something down that's not really something, okay? Bishop, why? Because what we're going to do through this series, and this series, at the end of this series, uh, I'm going to give you something to take with you that you can use with you. And, uh, but watch this. Um, but I need you to hear me. Is This is a series where we're going to be strategic in changing things in your life. In 2014, you can't just say, Lord, fix it. Lord's response to you is get you a pen and a pad. And you get to W-O-R-K. I'm so glad that I am converting our church to being Southern gentlemen and Southern bells. Because I heard somebody other earlier say, shake some, do some, move some. I heard it on the mic. And I said, God darn, I'm changing them. It's taking some time, but I'm changing them. Everybody stand with me. <laughs> Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Say it again, I'm the curse breaker. Say it again. Say today, I initiate change in my bloodline.